Welcome to this Blurring Audio podcast. I'm Elizabeth Hodgson, a BBC Business and Economics presenter and producer, and today I'm joined by Dr. Arkham Mukherjee, CEO of Global IDs, a global data management software company, and I'm also joined by Andy Haler, a senior analyst at Blur Research. So to start us off, Arka, tell us a little bit more about what you do and your company, Global IDs. I'm the founder and CEO of Global IDs. We've been working on the problem of data ecosystem management for the last 20 years, and I'd love to tell you about it. And Andy, if you could tell us a bit more about yourself as well, please. I've worked on the end user side for um, Exxon and Shell for a long time, and then on the vendor side, being the CEO founder of a data management company, and most recently as an analyst. So, Arka, let's start with you. Big question, what exactly is data lineage? Data lineage is a method for getting the provenance of data as it moves from its point of origination uh, to points of consumption. When data is created inside corporate databases, there is a place where it is either typed in or retrieved from an external data source and it comes into the environment in that particular way. Data lineage also talks about the provenance of information. We can trace the flow of information from its points of origination into points downstream where the data is modified, altered, aggregated, and transformed to the eventual points of consumption where the data has been integrated and made available to reporting and warehousing systems. The data lineage part is relatively new in data management because it represents dynamic aspects of the data ecosystem. For the last couple of decades, we've been mainly focusing on data at rest, but as data in motion problems starts coming into view, problems like data change, data evolution and data lineage are achieving a little bit of prominence. So Arka, let's expand a bit more on those points. How do you think data lineage should be viewed? One is through the lens of data flow, where we are looking at metadata. And the second is the viewpoint of data trace, where we are looking at actual records as they are flowing through the ecosystem. It is also important to understand that Data lineage can be done at different levels. It can be done at the level of hearsay, where you're constructing the lineage on the basis of uh, subject matter experts and their opinions about how data is flowing. Our preference is to use evidence and proof-based methods where the data itself is saying or describing its flow across the ecosystem. That was a really, really good explanation, Arka. And from your point of view, Andy, do you have anything to add about what you feel about the concept of data lineage? The definition was very well put together there. I think the um, just to add why this matters, particularly in the case of industries which are heavily regulated, like pharmaceuticals or financial services or insurance, when you have a 
uh, a number that appears in a report, like the quarterly accounts or whatever, having a number on a report is one thing, but knowing where it came from is another. And for all kinds of regulatory reasons, you need to be able to trace back how that, that number was derived, so something like your overall revenues or your profitability. And to actually do that, you know, you're going to have to take a whole bunch of numbers from different operating units in the organization add them up together you need to be able to trace them back you know were they from a system of record how were they transformed over time it's that sort of journey of the data from a trustworthy source you know through to the sort of final destination in a you know in an analytic report or a quarterly accounting report and being able to trace that back is not only important from a you know operational viewpoint but in the case of heavily regulated industries it's the kind of thing if you don't get it right and you can't prove where the numbers came from I mean you can you know literally get fined or or even worse so that's kind of why data lineage is so important you must be able to track back the journey of data as it traverses through the organization and is potentially transformed maybe enriched with other data you need to be able to trace that back all the way through Andy, that very neatly brings us on to the next point. And I guess, Arca, it would be really good if you could maybe give us some practical examples of why, from your point of view, data lineage is important. Well, besides the central use case that Andy talked about, which is the regulatory use case, there's the other use case related to impact analysis and data quality. Impact analysis is the ability to find a defect inside the environment, and then understanding where that defect flows into. So if you have a problem in an upstream system, just like a river, it will eventually head and affect many downstream systems. So understanding where the points of origination of where defects occur in the system and fixing it at the point of origin is very important to operational rigidity and discipline inside organizations. So impact analysis is very important. The other problem is the one of data quality. And in doing what we have described, the improved data quality is one of the benefits that we get out of data lineage. As you mentioned, data quality is central really to this discussion. But why should we be focused on data quality? Why is that such a fundamental consideration? In this decade, there are three aspects of the data ecosystem that are really important from a business perspective. The ability to have transparency, the ability to have traceability, and the ability to have trust in the data in an organization's databases. The third point, the one of data trust, is linked to the idea of data quality that everything inside the data ecosystem should be trusted because it has gone through rigorous uh, controls and governance policies that ensures that anyone who consumes that data uh, believes it to be complete, accurate, and timely. That emphasis on trust in data is important because as we go into more advanced forms of technology like machine learning and AI, unless the data is of a high quality and can be trusted, the results that come out from data science or machine learning or AI turn out to be garbage. So in performing data lineage and data provenance and data flow and data traceability, this set of expertise allows us to build trust in data so that 
advanced analytics in the form of AI and machine learning can provide valuable trusted results. Andy, uh, you're an expert in this area, so please continue. One thing not everybody sort of realizes in very large organizations is just how disparate the data really is. You know, for example, they perhaps naively think that, well, they've got an ERP system like SAP or Oracle, and so surely, you know, all the important data is just in there and you can just look it up. That's really not true. So think back to a multinational oil company I did some work with a while back. They um, identified 600 major applications and only one of those was an ERP system. So the data about important things like, say, customers and products and, and assets, locations and so on, is sort of scattered around a whole range of systems. And so being able to sort of trace this data as it moves through the ecosystem is very important, and not just for regulatory reasons. So, I mean, to give you a, a very real example, a project I worked on some years back at a huge global consumer goods company, they had a new CEO who said they wanted to move from 1,600 brands to 400 brands, basically just choose the 400 most profitable ones. That sounds great. And then he was informed by his IT folks and his financial folks, <clears throat> there was a small problem with that, in that they had absolutely no idea which were the 400 most profitable brands. They just didn't have that information because it was scattered amongst, you know, 150 different operating units, all with slightly different systems. So you're trying to trace something as simple like, is this product or customer, or in this case, brand, profitable? You've got to make sure that the costs associated with that product or brand or customer are actually uniformly calculated throughout the organization. And that's you know, maybe not the case, being able to sort of track back, you know, how exactly you came up with that allocation rule so you can work out basic things like profitability is incredibly important and extremely difficult for a, a large multinational company. So it's not just about, you know, being able to trace things back for the auditors or for the government regulators. It's just to do really basic things like answer the question, who are my most profitable customers? Who are my most profitable products? quite basic operational questions you want to have if you're running a, a large organization. Being able to answer those requires actually quite a lot of data management work and data lineage is a crucial part of that. Perhaps you are also bringing in the idea of data integration and master data management as we sort out this problem of how do you bring disparate information together. So you correctly pointed out that as information is distributed in hundreds or thousands of applications, bringing it together and understanding the flow of information are difficult problems that remain. One of the approaches and the perspectives that we have taken is that the holistic understanding of the data ecosystem is important if one is to solve these problems with automation. So the approach that uh, Global IDs has taken is to say, while organizations understand each of their applications with a level of clarity, you know, the understanding of the whole is missing. And in taking some of these advanced problems, uh, we are able to simultaneously address the problem of data organization, data integration, data classification, data mapping, in order to systematically and through automation address this class of problems. 
Okay, that really nicely brings us on to, I guess, the practical application of what you're doing. Because, you know, your company's been going a long time. You've got lots of examples. You've got lots of clients who will be doing exactly what we've been discussing. So how do Global ID's products bring these benefits and solutions to the marketplace? Give us some examples. We'll start with the regulatory example of a large bank wanting to understand how data makes its way into uh, various regulatory reports. There's one particular report called the Federal Reserve 2052A uh, liquidity report, which the regulators demand from large banks in order to prove that they have sufficient uh, liquid uh, assets in case there are situations like a run on the bank. In order to prove that the organization has sufficient liquidity, you have to look at all the systems in the ecosystem to understand uh, where are areas of obligations and where are areas of liquidity, and to then bring it and consolidate it together as it comes into the report. The regulators are essentially saying that when an organization provides a liquidity report, it's not adequate to just provide numbers. It also has to prove that the numbers can be verified by looking into the system. So data lineage and data traceability allows us to get this information. That's a very concrete example that is fairly universal in large financial institutions in the United States. And I know, obviously, Andy, with your experience um, in this area, you've probably come across a few good examples as well. So if there's anything you'd like to add, that would be wonderful. Issues go across different industries. I mean, if we stick for a second on regulatory, then it's a good example in the pharmaceutical industry, whereby pharmaceutical firms, drug companies are now required to report on the amount of hospitality, basically, that they provide to specific doctors. Because obviously, over the years, there's been a certain amount of concern and some scandals about doctors being taken out on sort of lavish balloon trips to the Serengeti or whatever, and then mysteriously then, you know, recommending the drug of the pharma company who happened to take them on that balloon trip. So after sort of a number of these things, there was various regulations introduced, and so pharma companies now have to actually be able to trace back how much marketing dollar was expended on particular events, you know, particular organisations or particular individuals have to be able to demonstrate where that came from. And so, so data lineage yeah, clearly has a significant role in saying, well, where did that number come from? Where were these various components of that? Which systems do they come from? You know, which dates do they occur on that kind of thing so that's a, another a sort of you know regulatory example but there are many other non-regulatory illustrations too I think that brings us on to the idea that there are lots of different ways of identifying issues and then dealing with them. And I know, Arka, you're a big fan of, well, what you refer to as the onion method. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the onion method is trying to understand the complexity of these large environments in a way that's akin to peeling an onion. The complexity has many layers to it, and so one has to systematically peel the onion to understand the basis of all that complexity. The way we try to attack that problem is in an eight-step way. The first step is to discover the data assets that the organization has and create an inventory of its various data assets. 
The second part is to do a statistical analysis or profile uh, the ecosystem. The third layer is the classification of the data into distinct business categories. And the fourth step is the mapping of data, which essentially allows us to understand what business concept each table inside the database corresponds to. These foundational steps, once done through lots of automation, can lead to things like data lineage, data traceability, data quality, and data analytics. And thereby, in those eight steps, peeling the onion in a holistic kind of way, uh, whereby advanced analytics and AI can then be supported. And Andy, are you a fan of the, uh, the onion method? Um, indeed, I mean, you may well come across a situation where you've got apparently the same data recorded in, say, you know, three or four different systems. And you may want to go back and, and look, for example, at the dates associated with that data, because maybe there's a customer name and address or something that is in, you know, four different systems and they're slightly different. But one of them is very current and one of them is very old. So you might take a view that by tracing back which system and the dates associated with when they were last updated, you might take a view that the most recent data might be the most reliable one, or it might be that in fact not the case. It may be that one of the systems is actually the sort of the system of record. Um, perhaps this other more recent date maybe, you know, is less trustworthy and you have to kind of go back. So examples like that where you want to be able to sort of trace back, you know, not just the data itself, but the dates in which it was last edited to try to, to figure things out. There's all kinds of consequences of getting this wrong, you know, very serious data quality consequences. And and people often think about data quality in a very trivial way, like they get some bank statement sent to two different addresses or something. But <clears throat> there are lots of much more serious sort of examples as well. And I remember from my time in the oil industry, there was a case where a drilling rig drilled into an existing pipeline because of some incorrect spatial coordinates in the assets database that actually caused millions of dollars of damage and it could have resulted in a huge leak. Luckily, the, the pipeline wasn't in service that day. But I mean, these are all things where it shouldn't have happened because you know, there should have been more traceability. You had the most current version of the exact coordinates of that pipeline and it turned out they're in different systems and that sort of traceability didn't occur in this case. So this kind of data quality issues can range from relatively minor things to actually extremely serious, extremely expensive um, things. So data lineage has got an important part in helping to try to avoid these kind of problems and to trace issues. So it's not purely a sort of, you know, regulatory thing. We've covered a lot of ground today already. And Arka, I'd just like to give you the opportunity of really telling the audience why you think global IDs can provide a solution, because it looks like there are quite a lot of challenges in the area. Global IDs focuses on certain advanced varieties of data lineage. We've mentioned the tracing of records previously, but data reconciliation or the guarantees that data is flowing through in ways that are completely traceable at a record level is an important advancement. The second advancement is moving data into the multiverse and viewing data in a virtual or augmented reality. And the third advancement is the ability to understand both transformations and aggregations uh, through the use of automation. And Arka, it's been a brilliant discussion. So why don't you wrap up with a few final thoughts? 
Data lineage and traceability are important dynamic data management solutions which are relevant to our times and we believe that this uh, set of capabilities can provide organizations with the ability to create transparency, traceability and trust in their systems. Well, that was a great point to end on, Arca, and thanks very much to you and Blore researchers Andy Haler for making this Blore in Audio podcast an essential listen.